All right, another episode Behind the Ridge brought to you by Robeck Media. We're here with an awesome guest, Armando Baycott, UNC legend, back for his senior year, coming off a first team, all ACC, all American campaign, um, but just an, an overall stud. So appreciate you for, coming uh, out. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. We're here in Chapel Hill. I think the cool part is we look around, it's decked out. In UNC year. Sutton's Drugstore? Sutton's Drugstore. Sutton's Drugstore. Drug Picture of yourself dunking at Duke. Like, I feel like this place just screams UNC. Tell us about your experience while at UNC. I mean, it's just been crazy. I mean, everywhere you go, all the stores down Franklin Street, you see things like this. And, I mean, it just makes this even better that we're doing it at a spot like Sutton's Drugstore, which is the staple of UNC. I mean, it's all these histories. You look at all these pictures in the background around here, it's, this place been here forever. So that just really speaks on UNC. It's just a traditional school, old school, but you got to love it. Got a little uh, got a little fun fact for you. We like to get it. these off with fun facts. Let me hear, so. it. Let me hear it. Did you know that UNC Chapel Hill was the first public university? State. Sorry, sorry. All right, take it back. Rewind. <laughs> Did you know, fun fact, UNC was the first first state university in the United States. I had no clue. Number one. That might explain all the championships we got. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So we want to do a little little segment here to kick us off. Fact or fiction. Um, and we've done it a few different ways, but this time we're going to test you on your okay. knowledge of yourself. So it's fact or fiction on Armando Baycott. Okay. This is cool. So fact or fiction, Armando Baycott led the team last year in rebounds. Fact. You sure? 100%. Well, why are you so confident? I mean, numbers speak for itself. <laughs> Do you know how many rebounds you had? 712, maybe? <laughs> Did I get that right? Have I, you had 511? Yes, yeah, 511, okay. But I could be wrong. 511, I think that sounds yeah. better. You broke records. I tried to. Yeah. Tell us about how, how did you become such a big rebounder? I mean, it's kind of crazy that you ask. I really don't know because like, when I'm just doing it, I don't feel like I'm doing anything special. I think it's just kind of just a feel I have for the game, and it's just I'm doing what I'm supposed to do every play. I mean, early on when I first got here, Roy Williams and Coach Steve Robinson and just UNC as a whole since the beginning, we've been known for being the best rebounding team in the country, so that's just something they always emphasize. So every year I just got better and better at rebounding, and I think that's why my numbers are so great. Is that something that you uh, like naturally take a lot of pride in, you know, in being a rebounder? Is that something that you kind of had to, to to learn, you know, like when you came in as a freshman, were you maybe not so natural at doing that or didn't like have it on your mind or, or was it something? Yeah, I mean, I was always a great rebounder, but what really changed my kind of outlook on it was last year. Um, when I went and worked out for the Hornets, I talked to Mitch Kupchak, who also played here and was a great player. One of the greatest rebounders, too, to play. He told me to find something to hang my hat on. And he said he had an idea. And he asked me, and we both said rebounding. So that was something that I really tried to take to another, another level this year. Is it is it effort? Is it positioning? Is it yeah, I think size? it's just a mix. It's effort, effort, position. I'm really good at, like, wedging the defender and what an offensive player or a defensive player and kind of just getting that advantage to give me the rebound. And I mean, I think a little bit of athleticism and strength too. Cool. Yeah, I'll take that to the rec leagues for sure. I don't know if it'll help you, but. <laughs> oh, oh, I throw a mean hip check. Oh, and you'll be good then. If you got the hip check down, Pac, then you'll be good then. Yeah, after this, we can have a rebounding contest. Okay, we can do that. Full. He's got a foot on me, but I got a mean <laughs> hip check, so. Um, all right, let's go to the second one, fact all or right. fiction. Second one, fact or fiction. Armando had more offensive rebounds himself than the other four starters combined. 
Offense or rebounds? Ooh. Fiction? Ooh. It's fact. That's fact. a fact? fact. Oh, okay. I'm going to uh, say something to them about that tomorrow, then. <laughs> I didn't realize that. We had you at 164, and the other four starters at 137. It was about that much? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's a mean hip check. That is crazy. That's a very mean hip check. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. But this year, like, you have a new transfer, Pete Nance, coming in. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to have competition. So... Oh, no, I already told him. I told him my rebound number is going up. I, I can't speak for him. Rebounding, that's my that's my thing. All right, next next fact or fiction. Fact or fiction, Armando had more career wins through his first three seasons than Tyler Hansborough had through his first three seasons. That is 100% fiction. <laughs> nice. 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know that. <laughs> my first two years, I mean, it was... It was up and down, so I know that's not a fact. Tell us about that, Doug. Talk about your journey. Three yeah. three years, first year wasn't great. Mm-hmm. You know, built each year. Kind yeah, of. I mean, it's just been crazy. You go to our freshman year, we were banged up. Had some of our best, better players hurt. Cole was out for an extended amount of time. Brandon Robson was out. I even got hurt, so. And then you total that in with the going to the ACC tournament as the last seed. Won a game, kind of got momentum. I mean, I knew it was a long shot of us winning that tournament with us being probably the worst team record-wise in the ACC. But we go to play a game and COVID happens. And, like, it was just insane. And then you go to that next year, super talented roster. Got Dayron Sharp coming in, freshman, All-American, who played for the Nets now. Walker Kessler, another talented freshman who's with the Utah Jazz now. And then you had in Garrison Brooks, too, who came in as a preseason All-American. I mean, it just was one of those things where going into the year, I just knew I had to really bring it or I may not be playing. And I ended up, you know, working really hard during the whole pandemic. And then we had that season, made it to the tournament. It was still a lot of ups and downs. We had a young team. We had like five freshmen that played big minutes for us. So it was just kind of different. And then we had so many big men. So it was a lot of different rotations. And it was just a, a different team. But I mean, overall, we were a good team, but like I said, you bring in COVID with that, that made it a lot tough just because it was so weird not having fans. And you come to schools like Carolina to get the whole experience and the fans and to be able to play in front of those big rivalry games versus the UVAs, the Dukes, the NC States, and Pac Gems. And we really didn't get to experience that. So that was weird. And then you go into this year, I mean, it was a great year, but even this year, it was ups and downs early on, especially. Struggled with a lot of things, but. Uh, our confidence never wavered. We stayed together as a team. And, I mean, we knew if we could just kind of get better and better as the season going on, we could make a deep run in the tournament. And, I mean, y'all know how the tournament goes. It's a lot of luck and a lot of different things. But we made it to the national championship. It was one shot away from winning. So it's been a roller coaster. I mean, you guys are gearing up for March Madness that year, and everything just gets shut down. What was that like for, for you guys? Obviously, COVID sucked, but, I mean, First, we like, well, we won't go into the tournament anyway, so I guess it's kind of good. <laughs> like, maybe they could forget about it a little bit. The season we had just because COVID is coming, so I didn't have a problem with it because it yeah. was no tournament, yeah, so yeah. nobody made the tournament. You guys just stayed, like, pretty, like, up in, in spirits and everything? I mean, was- Yeah, I mean, it sucked just having to – I mean, you know, they shut down school, so we wasn't able to be on campus, anything. We was all home for, what, seven months, so it was just different. What did you learn about yourself and just playing – from going, you're like you said at Richmond in high school. You're on a top team in the country. You went to IMG 
national schedule, top teams, you're playing regularly, and then you go to UNC and you guys struggle at first. What did that kind of teach you? I mean, it was kind of a shock for me because in high school, I won a USA championship, gold medal, national championship. I won Peace Jam. I won Adidas championship, state championship. I won at basically every level. So just going from that, I mean, I went back to my junior year. I lost maybe like from my junior year to senior year, AAU and high school, I went probably like 65 and two. So I went from winning like so many games to yeah, coming here and struggling. It was different, but I mean, I think it really just shaped me as a person and kind of just made me better. And I wouldn't really change it for anything. You got to win at this level. Yeah, nah, this one's exactly. Next. Let's go. Uh, all right, next factor uh, fiction, Pete. Uh, Hit him. Factor fiction. Uh, Armando can ride a bike. Yes, I can. That's good. Oh, that's a fact. Good to know. Who up riding a bike? You know. <laughs> no, we're just messing with you. Factor fiction. Vince Carter averaged more points per game his junior season than you did your junior season. How many did I average in the sixteens? Sixteen three. Yeah, 16-3? He knows. Fiction. He didn't average more than me because he played on a really good team. I mean, no, yeah. He did not average more than me. <laughs> he played with like some really good players. So I don't think he had that many shots. Good. It's fifteen point six. So I beat him so up. Yeah, you beat yeah. him up. Point yeah. seven. I figured. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's There's good. offensive rebounds. Second chance exactly. points. Exactly. That, that's the difference. Uh factor fiction. Armando grew up a Duke fan. <laughs> fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say fiction on that one. All right, factor fiction. Armando grew up a UNC fan. Fiction. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love that. But you're from it. Richmond. You're VCU's in, VCU. Yeah, in I rooted for VCU. That. You've seen them, you know, become an awesome program. Mm-hmm. Talk, to, talk to us about that. Did you consider going there? Oh, yeah. It was like, I, I thought, like, VCU was right there. I really wanted to go there. I mean, I remember as a kid, always driving by that billboard going down I-95. It's a big VCU billboard, yep. and they change it every year. And I always thought, like, how cool it would be, like, me being a McDonald's All-American and be like, I'm coming home from Florida. I mean, I played it all through my head because I really loved the run they went on, the Final Four oh, yeah. run, and then Shaka Smart, Mike Rose, Will Wade. All great guys, had relationships with them, grew up working out there, watching them. And what they did for the city just meant a lot to me as a kid and, like, I guess it kind of gave all us hope in Richmond, like you could do something great. So it was definitely a school that I root for still now to this day and my second favorite college team for sure. I, I remember vividly watching VCR. I'm from Chicago yep. and went to their first and second round games were in Chicago that, that year they made the run. And one, like you said, Shaka, just the team so energized, it was so fun to watch. Yeah. But two, they had the best band in the country. Like, they literally go crazy. It's crazy. Like, you go and play at the Seagull Center, like, it's a setup. Yeah. You're not going out there with a win. <laughs> no, it, it was awesome. So, I, I'm with you. I became a, a, a VCU fan as a result, um, which was a, a lot of fun. And it's cool to see their continued success. Yep. It's not just a one and done. Exactly. They, they're back. Fact or fiction? Oh, yeah. Fact or fiction, Armando has more career points in college than LeBron James and Kobe Bryant combined. I think that's a fact. That's I was a, a lot fact. better college basketball player than him. That's a big fact. Way better college basketball player than him. <laughs> How's that feel? I mean, good. I mean, especially just all the adversity I went through and to still even be better than him was struggling my first year in college. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Who do you think would have made a better Tar Heel? 
they both definitely wanted to come here, but I mean, you got to say LeBron. I think just the time he would have came in in 2003, and they won a championship in 2005, but he would have been playing with a lot of those guys that was on that championship team, so they would have had a crazy team. All right, hit him with the next one, Pete. Fact or fiction, uh, Armando had a higher field goal shooting percentage uh, his junior season than MJ did his junior season. Oh, facts. Oh, facts. Facts. I got some all-time field goal percentages here. That's real that's confident. big time. <laughs> not, a, not many people have statistical... Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but just stats better than, <laughs> yeah. than MJ. That, yeah. like, that's that's the goat right there. When you yeah. think or it, is it the goat? Yeah, him and LeBron, one A, one B. When you when you think of something like that, like what does that you know, like what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, it's still kind of crazy just looking at it to just even be wearing the same uniform as all these great players. And I guess I don't know. What's crazy? What I always think about all the time is just that Michael Jordan knows who I am. Yeah, I think that's just a crazy thing. And all the former players that play here, like, they watch us and they know who we are. I think that's just awesome. That's a solid flex. Yep, yeah, it is. Have you ever talked to him? He came back for a game this year and we played NC State. And I was I didn't want to talk to him because <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. You just never know what, what he'll say. So I'm like, I'm just be quiet before he humbled me. Well, yeah. next time you see him. Maybe you drop that that fact on him. Yeah, hey, I might got to. Hey, MJ, just I don't so know. You he know. might hurt my feelings though. I'll, <laughs> you know, I don't know that's paired with something. He yeah. would come back. You're on you're off the draft board for him real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to be on his good side. All right, next uh, next one, Pete. Fact or fiction? Armando has drank from the old well on campus. Fiction. I'm not. I'm not got a chance to do that. I... What is the whole? What is what is this, the whole thing behind that? I thank you. Like. If you drink from it, you're gonna pass all your classes or something like that. I don't really know. Yeah, it's, that's that's but really like kind of the first few days of school, it's like jam packed. So, so it's a big, like, it's a big, big thing. thing. It's tradition, like it, kind of like how UVA you um, run the yard or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like one yeah. of those well, things. Allegedly, I mean, you don't even have to go to UVA to do that. We kind of do that regularly. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's what y'all doing in Charlottesville. <laughs> no, I'm so kidding. Will does. Yeah, so Will does. yeah, I go for afternoon run. No, I'm totally kidding. But so the legend has it. UNC, you drink, there's a well. You drink out of the well. It's supposed yeah. to give you good grades yeah, for your good luck. Your yeah. Good luck, good grades. Yeah. So you, I you haven't drank, but have you still passed out all your classes? Oh, yeah, I got uh, great grades. Made Dean's list a few times. This year, I think I'm going to be a academic All-American, so I've been doing pretty fine. Yeah. Um, all right, la- last one. That's you. Fact or fiction. This is a good one. You can you, you can go, uh, go against your coach here. Factor fiction: Armando had more free throw, made more free throws his junior season than Hubert Davis did in his junior season as well. That's a fact. Just because I go to the line so much, I get fouled a lot. I definitely think that I probably got him beat. All right. Follow up: You made more free throws your junior season than Hubert Davis did his senior season. Fiction. He averaged like twenty-one points, so I'm not sure. It's also a fact. Oh wow! So okay, you can, so you can hold that next time he tells sure you. Say something to yeah, him next time he tells yep. you go shoot your free throws, you say you too. Yeah, because I got you. That's something. His percentage <laughs> probably was better than mine's by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but it did, we didn't count how many attempts you had. It's yep. just how many makes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I'll say that to him. Yeah, but how is he as a coach? New last year was his first year. Yeah. Obviously, you guys went on the run. Seems like the team rallied behind him. I mean, he's great. He's just a such a good motivator and. He doesn't take it light on me, and I think that says a lot about him, too, because you, you see a lot of programs and different teams where they show favor to some of the better players on the team and, you know, kind of let stuff slide. But with me, he's on me 100%, and I'm usually the one getting yelled at the most. But, I mean, me being a leader on the team is something that I know that comes with it, and I just respect him and love him so much for doing that and holding me accountable. 
So I, I think the the cool part that you guys both share in common is is you've both played as in the Duke rivalry yep. as players. What, in your opinion, makes a rivalry so great in sports, and what makes the Duke UNC rivalry so great? I think just because it's so even, like. In the last 100 games or so, it was like 50-50, and that just speaks on the rivalry itself. And it's two of the best teams 10 miles away. It's like a 10- to 15-minute drive there. So many great players, great coaches on both sides, great fans on both sides, historic arenas, you everything. That's what makes it the best rivalry, I think, in all the sports. In general, do you, do you think – do you think it's the fans? Do you think it's the players? Are there certain moments that kind of make it all boil up? Into- That's what makes it so great. It's like all of those because you can think of all of the crazy fan moments. You can think of all of the big shots that happen, memorable matchups from players, Coach K versus Coach Williams, Coach K versus Coach Smith, Coach Davis. I mean, so many great different moving parts from it. That's what just makes it so special. One thing I've always thought was cool is like is the proximity. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that there's two teams that are that good, yep. you know, so close together. Um, I, I played uh, lacrosse in college, and our biggest rival. We were both top tier programs, Division two level, and we were literally right across the street from each other. And I think the one thing that was always cool with us is like we was heated on the field when we matched up, but we were so close, like we're always running out, you know, running into each other when we were out, you know, off the field stuff like that. Um, you know, what, like, what is that relationship? Like, do do you guys, like, if you're off the court, is there a good relationship? Is it, is it, you know, that heated off the court as well or? No, won't talk to them at all. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I was friends with a couple guys like Michael Savarino. That's coaches, uh, coach K's grandson. That was my guy, but he didn't play much. So it was like, it's kind of different, but we don't talk to those guys. My old high school teammate, Henry Coleman grew up in Richmond, been knowing him since I was, Tan and Mark Williams never really talked to them much. Never hung out, and we were so close. But when we back home, we hang out. But it's like once you step in this area, it's just like I don't know. I guess we beefing for a good little minute until hey. we done playing. So, do you guys do you feel you you now hold the ultimate grudge over Duke and, and their fan base? Uh, I think that's a it's a complex question. Like, yes, I feel like it's more one of those things where it's your last result pull out. Like. They were to beat us in the future, we could say, oh, but we beat you in the Final Four. It's like one of those things where you could just always pull it out your back pocket. But, I mean, it's such a great rivalry, and there's been so many great games. It's hard to really say, but I think as of right now, as of today, yes. Do you enjoy playing Duke more at home or in Durham? <sighs> Love that one, Will. Love that. That's a great question. <sighs> That's a great question. I don't know because it's – it's so it great is, every yeah. time because you storm Franklin. And, pros and cons to both. Yeah, you get to storm Franklin and it's just partying all night. It's amazing. I mean, and on that March 5th game, we play them every year on March 5th, March 6th. My birthday's on March 6th. So. Nice. nice. Putting that, we, happy early birthday. Put it in the calendar. I mean, think about it. We won that game last year when we weren't even ranked or expected to win yeah. it. Yeah. And it's my birthday it's at midnight. Birthday. So you can imagine like, <laughs> it was a good night. how fun that was. Yeah. Exactly. So, Absolutely. It's great. Uh, played video games to 2 a.m. It was yeah. sick. I, I mean, I <laughs> stayed up studying all night. For, that's what I did. Looked at the stars. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I think, like, 
you have the best of but there's not a wrong answer there right? exactly. you get to play in two yep. absolutely incredible environments it's almost more fun that the stadiums aren't massive mm-hmm. right on top of the court and yeah it's just it's it's absolutely electric um tell us about last year i think you feel like you really blossomed as a player and as a face of of college basketball how has that kind of affected your game and then also nil um on the business side yeah. and what are you looking forward to this year i would say basketball wise it just motivated me even more because i started to get a taste of what success feels like on a wider scale so it really just made me work even harder and just lock in even more and even more and then just in terms of like nil and stuff i mean early in the year my price was one it was set at one and then it just went up a lot so that was great <laughs> Did that affect like your decision making when you were thinking about coming back? Yeah, it definitely played a role in because I could, you know, have a good amount of money and just be able to just not have to worry about money. Do you have a a goal in mind when it comes to like your NIL deals, the people you partner with? Like, is there like an overall goal that you have? Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I don't really partner with companies that I don't see it being a long term relationship or beneficial just in terms of the partnership or. Is it charitable, some type of charity behind it? Is it impactful? And, I mean, I like to partner with brands where I can kind of learn the business aspect of it and, like, further my knowledge just on the business side. So that's really what I look for in companies. And it's tough just kind of navigating through it. But that's why I got a great team around me because it's been massive deals I've turned down. And it's like, yeah, it's good in the short term, but will it help me long term? So it's kind of just trying to look at the bigger picture and – I mean, it's tough for a college kid. They're throwing all these numbers at you, and you kind of just want to make the money. But is it really good for you? That's the tough part about navigating through it. One deal that did put you in the spotlight was the Outer Banks. Yep. You're featured on Outer Banks, season three. Walk us through what that was like, production day, being cast in it, um, what your your character is, everything. Yeah, I mean, the Outer Banks, that was a crazy experience. Josh Pate, the Pate brothers, they went to UNC, and they reached out to me. Them and Netflix just asked me if I wanted to be in the show. And I was a huge fan of Netflix, watched a lot of, I mean, not of Netflix, but of Outer Banks, watched the show, all of them. I know all the characters. So when he asked me, I was like, dang, like, is this serious? So then, yeah, they, I go to, uh, it's shot in Charleston, actually, not Outer Banks. And I get in there. We and won't like tell anyone. Yeah. We'll nope. It's like a That's massive, like, warehouse with, like, everything I had to get outfitted the day before makeup and everything. And it's just so many different elements that goes into those type of things that I had no idea. So, it was definitely a different experience, but I mean, I got to meet a lot of cool people in Charleston and great relationships that I'll have for the rest of my life and filming with uh, a lot of the characters. That was amazing too. And they made it so easy to directors, Valerie, and she was the, my director on the set. I mean, it was just like, you just having fun and just acting. They had great food. It was, it was amazing. I have no, good food. nothing bad to say about that. Only part that sucked was, I was supposed to be in a lot more of the show, but I had so much basketball stuff to do, and obviously that's what comes first. So I really didn't miss out on a lot of what my character was supposed to be. That's the only part that sucked, but it was great. Is there like a a way that you were able to get you off the show? Is there like a secret like, whoa, Mondo's gone. Oh, Mondo, God. Where'd he go? Uh, I don't even really know. They don't tell you. You don't, you know, stuff like that. Everything's so confidential, so they don't really tell me anything. But, I mean... They've probably figured something out. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he went and played basketball at UNC. Yeah, right? yeah, just straight, just straight to the point. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's funny. Um, all right, so so kind of looking back, you've come back for four, your fourth year. It's rare um, nowadays, one and done, and someone of, of your pedigree. And what do you think you've learned? and kind of how your outlook on college basketball as a whole has changed? I mean, I think it's just amazing. Just like we was talking about earlier with just kids being able to get paid because you get a lot of great players back, like especially in my position too. Oscar Sheetway, National Player of the Year coming back. Like the last time that happened was Tyler Hansborough who went to UNC. Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dickinson, and even like the Caleb Loves. And you get a lot of great players that can come back and – worry about developing and just getting better for that next level versus rushing and getting sent to the G League and kind of getting lost. I think it's just great for college basketball in general. Uh, I think we're running a little low on time. Let's, um, let's uh, skip to final segment. Yep. This is, uh, I guess this is a little bit of a tough question for you since you make so many free throws, well, at least more than, than Hubert Davis, but top five free throw distractions. So we've got I- a list. We've both got our lists. If you want to take I a moment, basketball try to think year, through some things. So but I have a decent amount of distractions. I've never played. Since I've been in college or just in general? Just in general. Definitely the NIT. My freshman year, we was in Gonzaga. Every time we went to the free throw line. Whoa. Whoa. Is that thunder? We got a little light you got flicker. That on wow. We got a little that light was me. flicker. My head. <laughs> Stranger Things. Exactly. <laughs> Next casting. <laughs> Maybe it was upstairs, you know, still yeah. life up there. Um, but like I was saying, my freshman year at Gonzaga, they was just yelling at NIT and it was early on in the season. <laughs> oh, and like it really messed with us, but like I'm in the back of my head like laughing, but I'm like, they talking about us. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Four, I would have to say, and I'm gonna pick on my coach a little bit. Jack Emanuel, when they went over to Duke, you remember the video of the guy in the Speedo? Oh, yeah, Speedo guy. That was we'll crazy. go ahead and say that's on both our lists. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. Number three, I mean, you go to NC State, you hear some nasty things at the free throw line. But really? Got to love them. Two, this year we played Louisville, and there was this whole thing of me tripping a player, which I didn't even thought I did. But you look on video, it did look kind of bad, but it was that wasn't my intentions at all. They threw like a bottle at Kayla while he was shooting a free throw. It was it was messy. Oh wow! And then the number one distraction has to be yourself. I mean, I talking to a, yourself in the head. That's like, a great answer. I agree. That's a great answer. You miss a few, and you just get in your head. So yeah. those would be my top five. But that's like a very very you know, slim. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the time, you, you I'm, I'm not distracted, distracted yeah. at the free throw line. Nope. If I miss, it's probably something mechanical. No distractions in this head. Um. All right. All right do you want me to go mine? Sure. All right. I'll go mine. Uh, Speedo guy for sure. I feel like yeah. that's just a classic. I uh, can't go wrong with Speedo guy. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if this happens, but I just thought it'd be funny. Uh, the guy who barks. Like, if you just had a whole student section just barking. I thought that... That think, would be a good one. I think that's hilarious. I gotta give you that. That'd be a good one. <laughs> I think, like, if I'm trying to concentrate, one. like, two seconds left... And they left, might do that. Free they might do that to got, me like, because they get creative. <laughs> like, I did a deal with Jimmy Sifu, who's a huge supporter of Carolina, and it's like a seafood place, so they always mess with me about that and, like... <laughs> Do crab stuff and stuff like that. Oh, so that's good. Now with rollback, they might start barking. At me <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah, that can that I, can be ours. That's my new that, goal is to get it like five hundred, a thousand kids just barking. I think hey, but it's free promo yeah. for the brand. Now, so yeah, I don't know where to get started. So funny. All right, um, number three, changing the lyrics to a song. You're like, as part for of like example, a chant? yeah, you're not gonna make yeah. it. 
no, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Or like, oops, you miss it again. So like, I feel like those, you know, Mm -hmm. there's probably endless potential, but those two really stuck out to me for my one year of basketball. (laughs) Um, Have you heard both of those? (laughs) No, we used to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those are good. And yeah, they always miss. So I knew it worked. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) All right. Number four. Pictures of yourself. So seeing like yeah, just yourself is a distraction. He'll use like of, the worst pictures of me and yeah. I'll be looking like. I'm like, I'm, you're trying to shoot and concentrate on, yeah. on the rim, but you just got like yourself in front of you. It's kind of. The, uh, the big fat heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. got to mess with you. And then final one. Um, I don't know why this isn't allowed or maybe it is, but schools don't do it. Like, why doesn't the band just like blast music during the free throw? Like if I'm a band, like why yeah. is the tuba man not just going ham on the tuba? Maybe that's that. maybe it is a rule then. Yeah, I guess yeah. you know. I think it might be a rule. It that you can't do rule, that. But that's my other goal: is to change that rule. I would love to see a tuba man just go ham. That would be great if the bands could play. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll go through mine. Uh, as somebody who has who has not played basketball, these are just things that I've seen. I've always found hysterical. Speedo guy, definitely number one. Uh, the ASU curtain, I do think, is like an that all-time. was a good one. Yep, I remember yeah, that. Like that is just. Things that pop up when they brought Phelps. Yeah, that uh, was wild. Wonder, was that like after he uh, he won a bunch of medals yeah. in one of the Olympics? That was he's phenomenal. Won a before. That yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. He's got a couple. Yeah, that adds up. Only a few. Uh, I think this was a high school group or college. I'm not sure, but there's a video of guys giving birth in the stands, naturally, and they yeah. literally pull out like a little, like a kid just. I saw that. Yeah, that's one of the greatest videos. <laughs> That'll mess with the brain. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, one of my other ones too, it's this guy I do think is awesome. So up at, up in New York, uh, longtime Nets fan, Mr. Whammy. Yeah. Um, I know about that sits one. Sits behind yep. and he like, he basically throws the horns at people and he just screams like good, like old grandpa chirps mm-hmm. the whole entire time. Just old dude, like him and it his was wife. There was some science behind it though. They said it, it kind of worked though. Yeah. It like works. he's got like an insane record for like mm-hmm. making people exactly, miss. Yep. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, and then my last one. I might get some heat for this one, but just the classic clappers, just the that inflatable is, tube clappers that yeah. people. That's no, so no, no, soft. I just I, I'm when I watch it, I can't. I, when, like, it gives me, weak. it makes me cross-eyed. Those like are, I don't yeah. know how it's you know you guys can sit there and look through and, <laughs> exactly and, those and, are terrible and concentrate. So I just think that that's it's a classic. It's you know it's it's yeah. No, I'm that's messing fine. with you. No, that's I'm fine. messing with you. All right. I promise not to do any of those distractions th- this year. Good. It won't work. Game. It yeah. won't work. Well, yeah, because you don't miss. So. Exactly. Uh, there you go. But awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, closing thought. I mean, any uh, this this season? Any 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 promises you can you any can make? What are you looking? At? Any predictions? You looking for, what you're looking forward to most? Even if you want to take the safe route. Uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to being better than we were last year. So you know what that outcome will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go. go. All righty. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. Thank y'all for having yeah. me. Yeah. Appreciate you having me. Hey, those shirts Appreciate look good y'all got on, too. Yours looks better. Yeah. Was this a coincidence <laughs> or what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's another, uh, another episode, Behind the Rich. Subscribe, like, share, follow. See you next time. Now, I'm going to say this one time, boy, and that's my word. We're rocking shot, the knock fire through.